0: This episode of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxy and cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, www.l5rshop.com puts cards in your hands quickly and economically. I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly, episode 66, Gen Con 2012, Legend of the Five Rings, story team interview. Never stop gaming. Strange Assembly is a podcast and website about board games, card games, and role-playing games. Legend of the Five Rings, and beyond.
1: <sighs> you said you were healthy? No, I, never, I would never say oh, that. okay.
2: <laughs>
0: Now I'm healthy. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know if I even have anything <clears throat> left on my nose to specifically ask you guys. Uh, I could re-ask the Ancestral Sword of Honte question, which I sort of got an answer to.
3: What's oh, the question?
4: Right. What's the Ancestral Sword of Honte?
3: <laughs> when we gave the Celestial ca- Sword inserts for imperdition they got the... since they didn't have a Celestial Sword, we gave them the Ancestral Sword of Haunted. Hmm. Right. It was uh-huh. just because it was the most... They didn't. They, you know, the celestial swords were pre-existing. They didn't have one, so we gave them some other cool things. And I think we mentioned at that one that the question? emperor had given it back to them. And Chris had given it back to them. I think no, no, that was somewhere. it. Was
0: I? I asked Fred about it, and yeah. we did the thing. And I guess the I've to you. The Fred. The impression I got was sort of.
5: Yeah, we should come up with why they have that <laughs> again. Um, I, 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 I believe,
6: believe the items I,
5: need RFIDs on them yeah. because I lose track of. What I, they I they believe. Are I believe the idea that I will now canonize arbitrarily, (laughs) was that it's analogous to the original situation with the original ancestral sword of the line, where this is yours to use in my name, and only to use in my name. And that's it.
0: Okay. Well, I guess if we're canonizing things, then we should say that the interview is officially on. We're here with the largest Strange Assembly interview ever. You may notice that uh, we are back on our old audio equipment for this because I have uh, one, two, seven, like, 12 story team <laughs> members in here. Uh,
3: and, but... It's so not Warlord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess
4: Rob and I uh, weigh in at, you know, two each. <laughs>
0: Well, just because it's it, it can be a little uh, confusing for everybody who's going to be listening, I'm gonna just going to have each of you go around and say who they are so they can associate the the name with the, the voice rather than me just rattling off your names. And uh, we'll start with the the man with seniority over here. I'm uh, I'm Sean
3: Farman. I'm the lead
7: writer. Uh, Rob Hobart, I am the junior member of the story team. I've done, like, 24 cards flavor text. Uh, but I am the line editor for the RPG. I'm uh, Robert Denton, the
1: newbie. I'm a member of the story team and I've written some stories.
5: My name is Fred Wan. I am the continuity editor and uh, kind of assistant story lead.
4: My name is Nancy Sauer, and at this point, I don't think I need an introduction.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Yoon Hua Li, and sometimes they let me kill stuff.
2: It's
0: true. My name is Chris Stevenson and I have written absolutely nothing whatsoever that is candidate in 5R. <laughs> How would I start with the people who have recently joined the story team and actually have gotten to write a fiction? Because I, Robert, you just said you've only done flavor text. Yeah, yeah. So uh, having, you, you're new to this process, you've had the, the chance to write a fiction. What was that like?
6: You want to go, go first? first? Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> or, <I> mean, <clears throat> it's, it's like writing any other assignment. I mean, I've been... I sold my first short story when I was a college student. So the idea that you have an assignment and there are certain parameters and you want to hit a certain genre or you want certain things to happen, that's not that's not you. It's just that the constraints have a different shape in an L5R story. So it's not any different from writing a regular story. I'm sorry to be disappointing. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I, thought, I thought the correct answer was, ZOMG, it was the best thing ever! Bow before me, peons! <laughs> uh, Can no. I have that answer?
2: Come down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, uh... I've, um... Never... Ever... Written for something this big. And, it, like, doing it for the first time was... Yeah, well it was it was amazing and it's still amazing. And if I'm not careful I'll gush. Uh, <laughs> it feels it feel it's it, you know I guess you were saying earlier I've, it's been a year yep about it still feels new and I I love it. And uh, so I guess that's how it feels. I don't know if that was helpful but
0: well, so, so Robert, do you, when you you write these really long, great stories too long? Yes. Do you do you ever did you ever <laughs> worry that the other members of the story team would be like, this is this is setting unrealistic expectations? We don't have the kind of free time this guy does. Yeah, I I'm guess, not going to write for that long.
1: <laughs> I guess I thought, I see, I see the lengths of my fictions as a detriment, not something to aspire to. <laughs> um, shorter is better, and that's actually something I plan on working on and, and improving on. I want something that's uh, more concise and succinct, which is why my answer to this question was this long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, Nancy?
4: Um, I was just going to add that uh, I, don't, I never feel the need to match my length of stories to the other team's uh, other members. I mean, from the very beginning, because when a, a story idea pops into your head, it has a length. You know, there's a certain number of words I need to tell this particular story, and I just write until the story is finished, and then I stop. So the idea of adding more words, I have turned in some stories that are much actually shorter than the standard that we usually shoot for, which is uh, 3,000 words. But when I get to the end, there just isn't any more to add. So whatever length it is when I finish, it's done.
6: I usually end up writing exactly, well, plus or minus 200 words of 3,000 words, because what you do is, if you need the story to hit a certain length, you edit the story structure so that will match the length. Unless there's some sort of extra constraint, like the, the recent Darlings of the Court piece was a prize for two people, so I wanted to make sure they each got a decent chunk of time, and that one I structured to be a little longer than average. But, I mean, writing to length is... If you want to do it, it can be done. It's just another skill. So
0: being as vague as you have to be to answer the question, uh, what sort of what sort of story is each of you looking forward to writing in you know in the upcoming, however much you've you've thought about with you know getting to do different things in the second city or or clan conflicts or or what what? What is exciting you about what you're, you're doing that you would like to write about?
3: Uh, personally, I'm, uh, of course, the Winter Court Forum event, the game, is, is taking place this, this winter, I guess, uh, December to February.
2: <laughs> 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 and, uh,
3: it's actually structured to tie into um, a story event that's going to take place in about February, late like January, mid-February, somewhere in that range. Um, and so the two are, are like, inextricably woven together. Uh, and I'm just really excited to see uh, how that's going to work out in terms of, you know, trying to take as much as we can from the forum and, and spin it into what's happening in the fiction in kind of a, you know, not really real time, but, I mean, like, you know, this happened on this week in the forum, and then this week, you know, a week later, you see it reflected in the fiction. And uh, you know, it's it's a little it's more development time than we get for the Kotai season.
2: Um
3: you know, <laughs> <laughs> you <know, it's> <laughs> in uh, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a dark time for the rebellion. And uh <laughs> but it involves more people directly impacting what we're doing. So I'm I'm curious to see I regard it as uh something of a a social experiment that can either be amazing or, or go horribly, horribly wrong. And uh I'm curious to see which one it's going to be. <laughs> well,
0: I know I did my part to make the last one go horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> so... Somebody's got to be next. Okay, they're all looking at me. <laughs> I'm looking forward to
1: exploring the kinds of samurai that exist in this new empire. There's a lot of stuff that's being developed, and in, in basically... Two locations to, you know, we've got a group of, of uh, people with a common ancestry, but they're not, you know, they're in places that are so different, they have to be different as well. And so it would be interesting to explore and contrast the kinds of samurai that uh, that exist, and then to see, like, you know, what their uh, what stock they place, and where they came from. Not just talking about the colonies, but about the empire as well. Just it's it's a different empire every edition, and this will be this will be interesting to explore what you know who these people are. So that's what I look forward to.
4: I uh, kind of want write to write more stories about the, the spread of the uh, Fudo cult and its implication. You know the, the reactions it generates <clears throat> as it go through. I've in the past years I've written lots and lots of court fiction. And, uh, the idea of exploring religion a little more is kind of attractive to me.
6: Good. I feel like I'm kind of the least evolved member of the story team because basically I want to kill things. <laughs> Did
0: you to give that answer?
6: <laughs> but, but it's true because the way the clans are set up, the way everyone has all these different kinds of loyalties, not just to their own clan but to their own stratum of society, to, to their profession, to their allies. It gives you so many different ways of organizing people to fight each other. And I am <laughs> all
2: for that. I have
5: heard. Conflicting <laughs> conflicting duty is always fun to explore because you you have obligations that need to be met. And sometimes the only currency you have left to pay those debts is your life.
7: So they nice. are they gonna let you write anything job uh, or just flavor well, <laughs> <labor> text? <laughs> it's more of the matter that I'm because I'm working on the RPG all the time, I usually don't have the time to do much on the on the fiction side other than chipping in on the cards. Um, but as far as the story goes, I mean, I'm gonna be supervising the GMs who are running the winter court event. So I'll be watching over that and like you said, we're <laughs> it, we're we're going to try to let them, you know, have a, a bigger voice this time around as far as far as uh, impact on the storyline. Um, that was I felt that was sort of where we fell down on the second winter court was that it originally was planned to tie in more to the mega game, and then due to turnover with uh, the various people, that didn't happen, and it ended up just being a very well organized reprise of the first one, which I felt was inadequate uh, myself. So this time we're trying to be a little more ambitious and uh, give, make it something that you know, has more of an impact and that the players feel like they really did something that mattered in the story. But the flip side of that is, as Sean says, it could go horribly wrong, <laughs> which is why the story team has veto power, obviously. They can say, no, that's a total failure. Sorry, we're not going to canonize that. But uh,
5: the hope is that we don't have to do that. It's worth adding to that for exploration of details and nuance, the RPG is probably a better vehicle for players to explore the setting. And so, not to put it too bluntly, but working on the RPG is working. Maybe not on fiction in the sense that people traditionally understand it, but there's large chunks of story in RPG materials. There are vignettes that show how various characters respond. Even something as simple as a sidebar of blah 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 character as a typical scorpion, crane, dragon, whatever, courtier, has this problem, sheds light on what is defined as a typical problem for a person of X station. So I, I think part through what he happens to be working on, what's Robert's... Next, you know, exploration of the setting is whenever the next book is.
7: Oh yeah, which would be Imperial Histories too. Which is actually,
3: ironically, not entirely true. I
2: think
7: we'll be exploring alternatives yeah. as well. <laughs>
3: well, you know, and, I, and again, Robert's uh, to, to 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 clarify, I should say. I mean, Rob is certainly capable of and welcome to write a fiction anytime he likes. But as he says, he's got tons of RPG stuff going on, and then also he has a tiny human being in his house. Well, so he's, yes. he's very busy a lot of the time. So, you know, if he ever gets a, a wild hair, he's welcome to, to, you know, would be happy to put one of his fictions up. He's just, his free time is not premium.
0: Uh, that's strange. I have found that my tiny human being takes up none of my time whatsoever. It's <laughs> <laughs>
2: What's
0: your secret. You must tell us. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, no, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take it as, as denigrating what you do. I agree with Fred. I mean, the RPG is... It's usually more retrospective, but is you get far, far more detail in a lot of that, or or bigger, you know, both both micro detail and macro detail sometimes than you get going through the the individual fictions. That was, uh, I guess, I was just too narrowly focusing on the
7: thing. particular question I was asking. Actually, that was one of the fun things about the box set is that we're actually establishing things at the same time that the game is establishing them as far as what, what the Second City is like and who all the movers and shakers are in there. This is more of
0: an, this is both, I guess, both an RPG and a story question. Will the Second City box set, how much will that fill in of not not just what the Second City is now, but how the colonies got where they are over the last 20 years?
3: Uh, there's a, um, in the one of the books, the, the book that's based on the city itself, it has a, a timeline of the major events of the, the city's construction, which I think sheds a lot of light on on on, on things that happened during the jump between celestial and imperition. Um, it's not comprehensive, but it's certainly more than we've explored or had opportunity to explore in the picture today. And then in Imperial Histories Two, um, there will be a, a chapter that kind of looks at like, immediately before Imperdition begins, right, the Age of Exploration, which is going to cover the entire time period between the two uh, arcs that, that will also provide, you know, uh, additional information that's not in Second City. So I think with we have not a, had a lot of opportunity to explore the time jump. You know, we've hit some highlights, you know, things that, that were really important. You know, we've, we've alluded to some things that happened, and depicted some things that happened, but um, I think that... uh that those two books together will give people a lot more comprehensive view of of that period than we've been able to show up till now, just because we've been trying to do, you know, show them new stuff. So this is what's going on right now, um, and then of course I think we talked about in the in the brand meeting um, the Learn to Play set that will be out, um, I guess in the spring. I'm not entirely sure when. Uh, we'll have that huge chunk of information on the f- five- or six-year period that the, the Phoenix and Scorpion were at war uh, that, uh, that uh, Yun-Ha and I worked on. I think it was just yun and I, wasn't it? any of you guys work on that? I can't I remember. Can't work on I can't uh, yeah. I think it was just yun <clears throat> I. Right. Um, I can't so remember be,
4: what it was, but those deadlines showed up at a time where I was horrifically busy at work. Yeah. But there's been a lot of that happening the past year.
3: We rotate our horrifically busy periods. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things.
0: Yeah. now I remember a couple of years I think it was a couple of years ago now, At maybe it was just last year and I've completely uh gone to uh at SiegeCon in Tennessee, you and I had talked, Sean, and you had talked about how excited you were, the stories that could be told during the time jump and you know, you could just have an, an, an entire samurai's life, you didn't mm-hmm. have to be worried about the constraints about the of that. And I guess it felt to me that that didn't, those those sort of stories that you were excited about didn't seem to happen so much. Everything, you know, something else always seemed to get in the way. Am I?
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's the story of my life. Uh, (laughs) No, no, it's certainly the story of the job. Uh, You know, there's always something else that needs to be dealt with. You know, we have, we've looked a little bit at some of the things that have happened at some of the really, specific ideas that I had that I wanted to get out, we ended up doing in the Gen Con Scrolls last year, you know, uh, very character-specific things, you know. You know, did did Bayushi Mohito and Kakita Korohima ever get together? Well, yes, but it didn't turn out well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, the the half-Naga mantis, and we kind of teased a little bit about her background and stuff. And some of that we'll get to revisit. Uh, There's a set coming out next year where uh, Ninami the the half-Naga mantis girl, will play a, a reasonably significant role. Um, but no I mean we, we didn't have the, the period that I would have liked to, to really delve into that. but on the one hand I, I don't I don't think that that's a bad thing right I, I believe that you know we have a lot of things going on from Celestial Edition and now we have a lot of things that we've picked up from from Emperor Edition. And so we kind of have the opportunity, you know, if we choose, if, or if a story strikes is where we can look at that pocket in between and, and you know, connect threads. Uh, and, you know, well, you know this one character that you really like, well, guess what, he's connected to this character that everybody hated or, or you know, you know he's the illegitimate son of a con or whatever. You know, we can do all sorts of horrible soap opera-worthy uh, things, uh, you know, that, that will have more gravitas because we can tie them into things people are currently invested in. And so, you know, I mean, I, I think that the, the exploration of the Phoenix-Scorpion War was certainly one of the things, you know, from the very beginning, I, when I knew we were going to do a time jump, I wanted to, you know, it's going to be a peaceful period so that everybody can reset. But I want to make sure we have one good, solid, you know, war that took place that can be a you know, a pretty scandalous affair. And so now we can see uh, what that happened. And I got to write way more than I had originally planned uh, to write about that. Um, you know, and... and I got my my cool little uh, Chuck Norris Michio going out like a boss. Uh, <laughs> just all a little, you know. It was just a it was a it was a chance to do things that you would not normally have a chance to do, just because of the way that that what we do is structured. You know, um, and and it's not that uh, you know we didn't have a delicious cake to enjoy. We we just were we're saving some of it for later. I think. It's- we can, we can have more cake later if we want because we didn't eat it all at once.
0: <laughs> you mentioned there's something about, uh, you know, favorite characters and tying in. I the I think they're the winner's choice tournament series this year is the Topaz champion is going to write something about the, the fate of one of these clan heroes. Turquoise champion. A, Turquoise, yeah. Turquoise, what did I say? Topenz? Topaz? Topaz. Yes, the Topaz champion is using number big It's awkward if <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's who the Topaz champion um, is. And oh, and it's Longtooth. Never
2: mind.
0: <laughs> uh, Didn't happen, is that? No. no. Uh,
1: <laughs> 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 that? Oh, God.
0: Uh, no, I don't. It's already an experienced card, anyway, so you don't even have to provide an explanation. Yes, no explanation is needed
1: <laughs> for Longtooth writing <laughs> an epic <laughs> uh, I
3: can explain it. Brian Reese loves his dog
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> And a who
1: doesn't? You
3: know,
0: really? I don't know. Anybody who plans on putting large numbers of weapons or spells on a, <laughs> <laughs> on a unit. My cats are always equipped with weapons. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
0: why I'm a cat person. <laughs> uh, now, I, I saw that and I don't necessarily know how you're going to implement it. So I it seems like kind of a shame if some of the characters in there we don't find out what happened to them because they don't get chosen for this. So are these characters that, you know, some of them have fates, they're just only going to get disclosed later in an RPG or something, or, and then if you win, you get a big fancy write up, or are these characters just done unless
3: they get chosen? I don't I think all of us have. Characters from previous arcs that we're fond of, you know, and I have certainly have several that I'd like to see get a little closure. Um, it's just a matter of, of bandwidth. You know, can we fit it in when we have, what else do we have going on? You know, what else do we need to get done in the fiction and things like that? The a tournament like this, in my opinion, is just an opportunity to absolutely guarantee that... Hey, your favorite guy that you love that, you know, you go out and you win the tournament, your guy gets to, you know, you're absolutely sure you're <laughs> going to find out what happened to that guy, right? Whereas everybody else, you don't know. Are you going to find out what happened to this person? I don't know. You know, will we get around to telling that story or not? Are, you know, are are you going to find out what happened to this one? Well, you know, that doesn't really, it's not relevant to what his clan's storyline mm-hmm. is right now, so probably not. Um, it's just a matter of... Um, Waiting the dice. Hedging your bets, yeah. So.
0: I think in the brand interview, it was that you mentioned, Sean, that there was turnover, or potential turnover at one point. And I know that we went, to, I think, Alpha far our We bounced around between brand managers for a little bit, and a lot of that was going on in the run-up to the second mega game. And and after some changing of the parameters on that, also on the tail end, it it feels like a lot of, what happened in that mega game just has just ended up not having an effect on the story, uh, I and mean, there are certain parts, obviously, you know, were the spider clan, or, you know, the spider clan, or are they disbanded? And there's Holly Kali, Kali Horde. you know, that that had an effect. But do you do you feel that there has been enough of a display in the fiction of of what went on? Of the results of the second mega game, everything the, kind of
3: blurs together for me after a while. We're the second mega game, we're talking about the it's the war, the, the big
7: war, the, the war where they did the map and they moved the units. Around. Oh yeah, no,
3: that that was. I'm sorry, go
7: ahead. Oh, oh uh, and the whole percentage, you know, per, yeah, victory, I think <clears throat> total defeat, partial yep. victory at a cost for the empire, for the individual <clears throat> clans, and you know, obviously there there were a few individual things like Hude and Hita getting wrecked because the crab were doing badly, but no, Actually, Nancy that's not you. why it happened. No, it wasn't why it happened. <clears throat> no. They were doing badly at that time. We all assume that's why.
4: Right. No, what happened is that um, I was scheduled that week for a fiction, and Sean said, uh, write a story about the war and make sure that it sounds serious.
7: So, so you rep student <laughs> it? A- well, that's serious, right? <laughs> no, that's hardcore. Wow. <laughs> oh. Okay, awesome. Uh, and,
4: well, at that point... To put it in context, at that point, there weren't a lot of the Crablands left, because yeah, most yeah. of it had been Ooh. overrun. Yeah. So I didn't actually have a lot of targets to pick from. So I could pick some village that no one had ever heard of, or I could pick Coyote and Hida, And, you know, given the parameters I had for that fiction, destroying Coyote and Hida was the obvious thing to do. Wow. <coughs> right.
0: Yeah, well, I think that, yeah, that was part of the time that Kali Ma was spending kind of spinning her years no, yeah, in Crablands. Something well,
2: needs
7: to happen. They're retrenching.
3: extension of the celestial timeline.
7: But I assume that's what you were referring.
0: But, but yeah, to yeah, like right, yeah. The
7: percentages
0: yeah. And, for, yeah. for most of what ends up yeah. Did you do very well? And the, the, for example, I think I'm assuming it was because of the mega game. There are some references in some of the fictions to the lion and like, oh god, the last twenty years have been really terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Our population is only. And so there's been a little bit like that, and I think there's a there was a side a, a reference in one of the mantis fictions, although. It, it's sort of a well. We've had a low population because of that plague thing, but it hasn't stopped us anyway.
3: Uh. <laughs> well, it's difficult. Isn't that it, just
4: like the mantis? Yeah.
3: <clears throat> yes. You know, I don't um. want to get too meta about it, but a, a lot of the the problem is that we're we're trying to do two separate things. Um, one is that we're trying to plan far enough ahead so that you know we're we're providing. The the premium experience for our uh, for our customers, and the other is that we're trying to let them have as much control over what we're doing as possible, right? I mean, uh, we want them to have as much influence as we can, and so for the story, you know, that's like, uh, you know, I get in the car. And uh, with Fred, and I let, you know, Spooky drive, and I was like, okay, Spooky, you know, you know, let's go. And then Fred turns to me and says, hey, where are we going? I was like, I have no idea. Spooky <laughs>
7: driving the car, you know, right? I mean, it's like the
3: situation is that it's, it's you know, we did reflect uh, some of it, and we, we used those goals and the outcomes in terms of when we were plotting the positioning of the clans in the new arc very much. You would think at this point in my career I would be more familiar with the fact that that subtlety does not always work out in my favor. Um, but, again, <laughs> the as has always eight. been the case, I, I think that we were too subtle with a lot of what we were planning to do. Now, some of it, the more overt stuff, you know, when we talk about uh, in, the, in the fiction where the, the crabbers still have little pockets that they're still trying to clean out because their land's got just... Wrecked all the pieces here in the war, and then the lion—you uh, know—their food production ability was so limited that they had to, to you know, kind of have a moratorium it. on uh, on the baby making. <laughs> uh, you know, and it just—you know—some you of it was more, more wars overt. Wars
4: at that point, you're because right. All these yeah, you know, I mean, frustrated lions running around. <laughs> we,
3: we would, uh, you know, we we had some that was overt, but more that was that was subtle, and I just think it was—I just think that. that there were not as many people who looked at it and said, Now why is this happening to this clan? Well, yeah, it must be because with, you know, this result or that result. And so, you know, I would have liked it, I guess, if we'd done it a little bit more pronounced. But I didn't want by the same token, I didn't want all of Emperor to be completely mapped out by the mega game. Right? I mean, we want to be able to tell new stories and give new opportunities for for drama and, and for player input without being completely hog tied by what the what they did the last time. So it's you know it's always a balancing act and, and you know, should we have gone a little bit harder with it? Um probably in retrospect I would probably a little been a little bit more overt. Um but I don't think
5: it was I don't think it was a poor execution. I just think it was a little too subtle. I I think the challenge is we don't normally in fiction show our work. We don't say this, this, this and this factor or what led to is that on screen. Hmm. And the reason for that is if we did, we'd get a quarter of as many fictions out, because those notes would actually take longer to post in a coherent... <laughs> well, and, and, and I'm not kidding here. It would be, explain why you did that, that way. Okay, well, you need to think back to the last three tournaments, plus the way certain decks are being built, plus the mega game plus, plus, plus. By the time you've presented it in a coherent fashion, I have no time to do anything else.
4: It would lead to lots of exciting new arguments on the forums. However,
5: so (laughs) so on the one hand, you want to show yes, we factored mega game results in, but it's not that it's too subtle; it's that it's opaque in one sense. It's that there's no way to show that on screen (coughs) without doing something that players will rightfully say is hammering us over the head with. Well, because of the plague war, blah 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 happened. They don't want to read that either because it sounds unnatural and stiff. So, it's something where I'd like to come up with a solution, but I haven't, and I failed in that respect. And, we're, you know, so yes. Is it less visible and prominent than we would like? Yes. That's why. It's not meant as an excuse. It's meant as an explanation. Without having a lion
3: samurai look directly at the cameras, are you getting all of this? I mean, <laughs> we don't have <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, it's difficult.
4: what Sean says about, you know, the subtle things is, you know, sometimes we put stuff in as motivating factors, and people don't notice it. Um, the story where uh, Kurohito is elevated by imperial decree uh, to a fortune has, among other things, two crane courtiers deciding to liquidate their personal fortune to pay for the ceremonies because they're worried that otherwise... Uh, their champion won't want to dip into the cash-strapped clan reserves to fund it. And so out of loyalty, they simply say, it's like, well, you know, we're worried about, you know, Makoto is going to worry about the price, so we're not even going to, you know, we're going to make it so that he doesn't even have to consider it. Uh, You know, we're going to liquidate our personal fortunes to make sure this happens. And that was a decision I made because I knew that Crane had come out very, very badly out of uh, the mega game, and that was the way I translated th- One of the ways I was translating that into the story was showing people had to make these choices. It was no longer, it's like, oh, we're Crane, we're going to throw a big party. No problem. It's, it's a problem now.
1: I really liked that
0: detail, by the way. Thank you. I was reading that fiction.
4: <clears throat> I had fun writing that fiction. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I guess, and I'll let me try to phrase this in a way that it's probably going to come out snide anyway, but uh, you,
2: (laughs) well, I I mean,
0: I mean, it sounds like the sort of thing like a a story result was laid out for the mega game that was basically going to be so vague that there was no good way to convey that giant tournament prize in a way that just, there was no way to convey it well. And so, I mean, does that basically go back and say, well, maybe that's not how,
3: that you know, maybe that wasn't a good way to do the Mega Game? I would say yes, that's that's mm-hmm. correct. Uh, you know, the Mega Game had, I mean, I don't think anybody at AEG would say, oh, it was perfect. You know, I really <laughs> <was> great <laughs> you know, I mean, there were clearly issues at, at various junctures, and I think that that particular part, was was one that was, you know, a shortcoming of the system. I mean, it was, I don't want to say, this is going to sound terrible, and I don't mean it this way. It it was, (laughs) that part of the game was not designed by the people who did the story, right? I mean, that part of the game was designed by uh, a a former employee, and and he did, you know, amazing work on on a lot of what he did there. I I think in that regard, it was just a matter of, you know, he was being very enthusiastic about what he was doing, and it, it just, you know, it, it it snowballed, and and we ended up with what we ended up with. And I think that there were there were clearly. You know, I I, I want to be a good company man, but then I don't also want you know the people listening to this to think that we're not capable of recognizing that. You know, we probably should not have done that, right? I mean, I we we needed to do something, and we did something, and I don't think it turned out poorly necessarily. I think it could have been done better, and it would have turned out better. Um, so yes, I think that there were problems with with. That particular aspect of how it was laid out, um, and and to take responsibility for my part, I mean, I should have been more adamant about it up front, probably, you know, I mean, I I have a, I, I, I have a no one who knows me would agree with this, but I would say I have a rosy outlook. Mm-hmm. My outlook gets rosier the farther apart two things are. So that was like two years before. And so with two years, I was like, oh, that'll be fine. No problem. That was no sweat, right? But I should have been more pragmatic in my approach to it, right? I should have been uh,
5: more discerning. I mean, it's a good word. I don't know. I think it's fair to say that the prizes could have been drafted more tightly in such a way that people knew what to expect and that we could concretely talk.
0: Yeah, it seems sort of interesting. The the prizes, as described for the second mega game, potentially could have been uh, other than you know maybe the, the whole empress thing. Could have been much bigger than the ones for the first mega game. Like, oh, you get one guy who's one got one position. How does that compare to whether or not your clan half your clan dies to the <laughs> the plague or not? Uh, and yet that that arguably smaller but more concrete. Okay, here's one guy. He gets one job. He gets one card is, you know, at least that way, you know, you're, you're... I guess the card could be bad, but that's not your fault. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're you guaranteed, okay, here is this one emblem it's of your win, so you'll be more satisfied
5: with it, even though, in some ways, it's smaller than what might... And the execution is easier to evaluate. Like, blah 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 person will become the next Tangerine Champion. And then the fiction with the Tangerine Champion ascension can be evaluated as a, partially as a delivery of the prize. <laughs> does, the, yeah, does the Tangerine Champion fight scurvy? Or...
3: Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> And his and rivals with the Orange Champion. Uh, well, that, that,
0: that's got to be more of an issue if there's more sea travel, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we've been going for a little over half an hour now, so I'm going to and this file, and we'll see the audience on the other side of me messing around with the computer. Okay, so we're back from the our, our little break here, and I'm just going to go ahead and get it out of the way, even though I... I swear I really don't even want to talk about it that much, But so let's not make a big thing out of it. You've seen the comments. Does anyone have anything to add on the chicane the leash thing? In responses, anything? Sure you've will, seen, me, yeah. I can't wait. You've seen me grump about that, you've seen other <laughs> yeah. people grump actually, about that.
5: Actually, um, we had a discussion yesterday briefly. Uh, Robert and I are rooming, so we've gone on and on and on about this. Um, first off, we actually like the fact that fans have enough there to debate and discuss. That, that's a good starting point. They're interested. There's enough there that you have an idea, but not one. Okay. Now let's look at the rest. One, we don't know what, sh- what Shike is thinking. Hey, he's well, a dragon. Whoa. We well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do, but you know, we as the audience don't know what he's thinking. At least it's not explicitly laid out in any clear way. He's a dragon? <laughs> even when they explain what they're thinking to you, you're left going, huh? So on that level, I think it's it's acceptable. The issue is some number of players, I don't know if they're a majority or minority because the internet's not a great way for me to figure out ratios, want to know more. And they're speculating as to what that more will be. One, we have right now down to two or, three or f- two or three main alternatives as to what factors are at the forefront of his mind. And we're kind of deciding what his internal weighting is. Like like, as in, is this the most important thing in his own mind? Is that it? Is that it? All of those factors fit the fiction as it's written so far. Okay, We do plan... We do plan on deciding whether we actually want to go back and have another fiction talking about it, because having enigmatic dragon is a good thing, and at the same time at the same time players want to know more and and those things are in this case there 's tension because the characters in the universe are also bothered by the fact that they can never read the dragon much less the champion, champion of the dragon yeah must, uh, much less the champion of the dragon. And they, one way to show to the players how difficult it is to get a read on dragon characters, is to have the players exposed to that. So there's one part of a, of the you know one part of our thinking is maybe the best way to do it is while there'll be issues and fictions dealing with the fallout and the response and how different characters react, maybe we'll just never touch. Shike's internal motivation, even though we've got a very very clear idea of what it will be, simply because the characters will never know. Like he's he's the champion of the dragon. Are you gonna get information out of him? Are you gonna be able to grill him? Are you gonna be able to talk to him to find out? Is he gonna write a long letter talking about what he's thinking inside? Those don't seem in character necessarily for him to do. So one one avenue of going forwards is you go forwards but not getting that piece of information out explicitly ever. So it will always be left to speculation and interpretation. The other is to explain more because there's demand for it. And we haven't decided what the best way to go ahead is. We, we know what we want to do and we know what he's thinking. And certainly some of the issues and factors that have been discussed on that thread inform our discussions internally. But there's no way without snapping that suspension of disbelief outright for all of that thinking to get in front of the player. So that's my considered answer as it were,
1: and I would add that um Chike does have an internal, consistent logic, but it is um it is a mistake for. Uh, a writer to explain his work or the motivations of his characters objectively. Outside of the confines of the story.
0: So stay tuned, I guess is what I'm saying.
4: (laughs) I think the story needs more bloodshed. There haven't been nearly enough deaths over this yet.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't think there have been any deaths over this yet. So I'm assuming that there are going to be So, <laughs> Okay.
5: <laughs> You're requesting this particular group of people for more deaths? Um, no.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> but I, I, I
0: doubt that what I would request for what was going on in that story would fall
3: a- <laughs> on. Interesting- are you on, like, what is it, Team Hugs? Or what is it, the little... <laughs>
0: little-
5: I think the the one grew-
0: First they called it the yes. Team Happy Ending, yeah. which was not a good idea. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I believed, loved
0: it. I, I thought it was a great
1: idea. I, <laughs> I was ready to make a bunch of team happy ending banners
0: with real <laughs> colorful illustrations.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I believe it is now Team Love Triumphs.
4: Because that works so well in a samurai setting.
0: <laughs> and the the answer to your subjective question was yes, that was the team I was on. I don't know what the heck is going on now. You're not the on that team
2: anymore.
0: Well, I guess it depends on what you. Case. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, part of it is I don't think the switch you are going for. As You read that, and you're like, okay, so the Dragon Clan champion is just being a jerk. And why would I want Nalish to get stuck with him? But basically, from the first time that that whole plot was teased out, that there was this thing it was like. Oh, that would be something interesting to do because okay, Nancy's saying, oh yeah, that that's going to work out so well in a similar thing. Of course, it doesn't work out well in these things. So let's have it. I mean, what if it actually worked out well on the really big scale and did something different? And I mean, there there are things you could do with that that you probably couldn't do with that because they'd be so warping to the to the setting. As I've said, in you know, in in real life, that's the sort of way that you bring different political yes, powers yeah. together. I'm pretty sure there's no way that there's gonna be a dragon corn. And like, I'm sure you know and, you know and I'm sure
1: team I'm sure
0: Team Love Triumphs
1: <laughs> I'm sure Team Love Triumphs isn't team no conflict. But I also I guess I want to touch upon the Sheikh's being a jerk thing. <laughs> um all of that I feel like is subjective. And I guess I think that uh, it's very telling. A lot of uh, a lot of dragon loyalists saying, "Oh, well, he's depicted as a jerk." I'm also hearing a lot of out of clanners saying, "I can finally relate to Shike. Hopefully not because they are jerks, but <laughs> hopefully because we've made a rela- uh, a relatable character all of us together. I'm hoping for that.
4: I think as a reader. Because I haven't really done a lot for that plot line, so I'm I'm free to make you know snide remarks about it because it's not my problem. Um, <laughs> that I I think a lot of people are being too harsh on Shike of just you know writing his behavior off as being a jerk because even if you allow for you know his behavior having been a mistake, sometimes authentically people work themselves into situations where they just make a bad decision. And unfortunately, you know, Shike is at the level of power where his bad decisions are both very prominent to lots of people and affect the lives of a lot of people. And I think, you know, true jerkness takes a level of premeditation and intent that I don't think the fiction has shown in Shikai. I mean, you can argue that he's made horrible judgment, but I kind of get disturbed when people automatically write that off to, oh, he's a jerk, because it kind of implies that no one ever makes bad decisions ever unless they're deliberately trying to do something harmful to someone. And I think that really limits the kind of stories and motivations you can tell or that you can read, because if every bad decision becomes a character acting a jerk, I whole swaths of, of world fiction disappears.
5: Two points. First, players draw their understandings of clans from the characters of, the, of those clans. Champions are more prominent in that association. We would be unlikely to have someone be simply a jerk. I don't preclude negative consequence or negative intent even, but simply a jerk. Not likely. 2nd listen—it's like a jerk you can see from space, right? Like, <laughs> like the Khan
3: like was a huge jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. he was a, he was a it, spectacular
0: it, jerk. He was to exactly. a, a jerk in a, in, a, in a particular sort of way. The, the problem, if that, and I know you almost came the yeah, I mean, <laughs> if if Shikei was just being a jerky, which was actually not what I think you your guys knew that it would be a, a jerk in a way that's not cool, right? right. There's sort of being a big, evil, cool guy, and then there's treating your girlfriend like dirt, which is not... (laughs) Um, You know, it's
5: like, that's not really awesome, like, cutting off the emperor's head or something. (laughs) Uh, Okay, The other point is, I think we have done fairly high-end marriages that ended well, although you can debate that. What I would say, Nakamura and Shaitung, they had a happy... Yeah. marriage that brought their two clans together they both die, but it's got nothing to do with the romance. He was super happy up until they exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably, oh, come on.
4: they died together. They, what more would they want? In battle, battle right?
5: down down. <clears throat> Yeah, Nakamura might not have been so keen on the whole dying in battle thing, <clears throat> but Shaiton was always very <laughs> <normal time. laughs> right. So even there, the two of them are and Nakamura, know, compromising as a family. You
4: know, Nakamura was the type that's like, okay, honey, if it makes you happy,
5: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I'll explode myself. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> So you've got you've we have done high high and clan affecting marriages that end and, well.
4: And uh Kurosita, Kurohito and what's her name's marriage was really happy. Akiko. Akiko. Yeah. Kurohito and Akiko had a really brilliantly happy marriage up until that last him. two minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> she seemed what? really serene when he was taking her
0: head off. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean honestly though, I mean really for for that what it amounts to is I saw the story tease and I'm like, oh, yeah, and that that was the outcome that I wanted to see. It. I mean it regardless of you know where that fits in the broader meta of that was the Akumata Sea. And no, it was not something that I was expecting to happen easily. Mm-hmm. I was expecting there to be conflict. This is just not really the sort of conflict that fits into the story going anywhere, like or doesn't seem to, going where I had wanted it to go. Uh, I also don't think that. The, the jerk thing is kind of what it feels like when reading it, because i sort of like, well, if you weren't going to go through with it, wh- you know, you submitted it to the, <clears> the, <throat> the Atomo, That at that point you've pretty much got uh, to go with You can break up! But, you know, you don't be like, I mean, that's, that's sort of the equivalent of proposing to the girl, and then she says yes, and then going, oh wait, I meant we break up. I'm
5: sorry. <laughs> uh, I Wrong thing. My bad. I, you know. On the other hand, of the kinds of errors people make, if any clan is going to make something of well, that's not what I meant, it's Dragon. What is it what he meant? I, did, I, mean, I, mean, it, I don't if, even know what the if, what if if is you're sending, If you're so sending before. someone a signal that they interpret a certain way when that's not what you really want them to pick up or, or, even, or even misleading through omission is also an aspect of dragon that hasn't been re-explored since clan war. And and that's that's a separate issue from how is he treating her, right? It's important, again, for clans and characters to reflect each other. If Shike is acting in a way that is quintessentially dragon, that that is important to the identity of dragon, that's not a bad thing, necessarily although it might be something that's unpleasant to look at, right? And we're sensitive to that, because no player wants his or her favorite clan to be a bunch of, of hand-wringing villains. But at the same time, every clan needs to have things that are characteristically of that clan that people can find enjoyable or pleasant or relatable or positively. And every clan needs to have things that are iconic to the clan not to the extent of being a stereotype, but of being something that, yeah, if someone is going to have that negative characteristic that I dislike, it would most likely be member of Clan X. Sending vague signals is really quintessentially Dragon, and it isn't something that's been brought back recently. Right? It's always been there, and it's always been stated, and it's always been understood, but it's not been on screen all that much. And it's important to have that too.
0: That feels like you're more getting into the the question of what Nalisha's reaction was, rather than his initial decision. But like I said, I, I'm not. I did not think that your guy's actual intent was to. Oh, he's being a jerk. It, it seemed to, and, and maybe it's not. Maybe you're never going to reveal it. Which, by the way, let me, uh, unsurprisingly, put my hand up for the, oh, for the love of God, please tell us (laughs) what was going
3: on.
4: I think we can pretty honestly say that it's not because he's a (laughs) colite.
2: Let's
4: just put that one in the grave right now.
0: But (laughs) but, but my assumption had been that okay, yeah, it's no, it's not just, okay, guys being a a, a jerk. It's just that we're going to have to sit here and wait now for whenever the next... Plot point is well, whatever guess, it is that, that, that the reveal would be. I guess I would. Uh,
1: I'm going to. I'm going to disrupt my own advice now and say <laughs> that his uh,
4: someone tackle him. Save
1: yeah.
2: himself.
4: <laughs>
1: I, would say, I would say. I would say. In the uh, in the fiction, there are there are hints at his true motivations, but they are purposefully kept the whole truth. And hopefully we will get to elaborate and make it uh, more apparent. That's my hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it depends on where
5: the you know where the world goes. and what inspiration strikes It might be that the best follow-up story happens to never touch on it. Mm-hmm. or not.
4: Inspiration is overrated. <laughs>
5: Was
0: that ten percent inspiration, ninety percent perspiration? perspiration? Yeah, something like that.
1: I, I perspire ninety <clears> percent <throat> over every single thing, often rocking back and forth
0: in the field position. Uh, didn't I preface that with something like? Not not you, didn't, you
1: didn't want to talk about, about it, you were not like, I didn't want to
0: like, you well, know. I, 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 worked, I mean, it, Fred, I mean, you know, I mean, this morning I ran into Fred and then, I, I think you'd agree, Fred, to some extent, you wanted to, you, I mean, you're presuming, not unreasonably, that it would be something that I'm concerned about and, and brought things up. And I, to some extent, it's all been done, there's been all... I'll say, not, it, it's been done to death. The, the, the topic has been chatted about to death in, in pointless and unilluminating ways, usually, on on the forums, and at some point it's just like, uh, but then you say things that actually make me think, and then I have to... I don't have to, but apparently I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think a fiction is... And
1: any characters and anything involving the world as it's presented is successful when it sparks... A conversation, even if it's something as simple as, "What did he mean by carving an ice sculpture and then bringing it into the castle?" Like you know, any anything that creates a a spark of conversation around surrounding the thing is successful, even if it's
0: even if it's a it's ten
1: leather. page thread
5: about what did he really mean.
0: Yep. Well,
1: uh, the there's t- not
5: enough there to get a, to get a definitive answer.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's ten pages, but let There's a story right there. Was, there's the there's a multi-pages of talking about the what if any colot significance there is yes. to the the little tiger nickname.
1: <laughs> oh yes,
0: uh, that's funny too. And, and, that, <laughs> and, then, and some discussion of the oh, yes, what what clan it was that in the recent fudo fiction that the mantis were. What, what clan was operating the ship that they were going after? I don't know. See, I, I'm, I'm boring Most and I'm the like... Most people in
4: that discussion are on my ignore file, so I, I'm serenely unaware of that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, well, I might, you know, I... I especially hey, what as, would Liquid Void taste like? Yeah, Maybe I'm boring, but Nasty. I just, I read that Nasty. and I'm like, well, it, this is not a story about clan conflict. This is a story about the Fudo thing. They're not attacking the scorpion. They're not attacking the crane. It's just... It was there. Oh, shit. Of course, mm-hmm. then two weeks from now you guys will have a fiction where the Scorpion and the Crane get together to blow up the Mantis Islands in vengeance over their poppy ship, so... <laughs> I forwarded
1: uh, uh, him on that email. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh, Maybe we'll find a way to link it to the Sparrow. <laughs> uh, you,
0: you do have the Sparrow fiction coming down the line, although yes. there, there were some... Spider players who were not happy about yes. that prize. Yes. Uh,
4: wow, clan players unhappy about a prize.
5: <laughs> we spent we spent a few hours uh, churning out some ideas.
4: Yeah, I, I suppose
0: we should just be right. You As a prize, it gave them the option of avoiding getting exposed, whereas otherwise, clearly they needed to get exposed, right? Let's go with that. I don't know. We've we're, we're trying a few <laughs> more more plot threads that have been out there, but we've you know with with the the launch of the the new arc, there's I don't know how much what other controversial controversial things there have been. I don't know. What what does it mean for the crab to be uh, going gung ho into resource harvesting? They chop down an extra three trees each day. I,
2: <laughs> I mean, <coughs> <coughs> I
3: know. you know, normally they you have to be mindful that you're you're dealing with the empress's land right so like back home they have to live there all the time and you know the empress might want to come visit (laughs) pretty Uh, in the colonies i don't care you know she's not coming (laughs) he doesn't want to be there anyway renu doesn't so he's just gonna he's gonna take everything there is to value and he's gonna go right to hell home
4: (laughs) it's kind of like when the grinch who stole christmas and he goes to the village and you know
3: I don't anticipate his heart growing three
5: sizes any day well
2: no <laughs> <laughs> there's a point where the analogy breaks down
5: <clears throat> he will not require more vespine gas <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, the, he he did seem to be taking on a lot in that fiction. He also just seemed to be like, okay, I'm going to assume that the Scorpion are trustworthy. I'm going to assume that the Unicorn are going to go along with my plans, and uh, this is what
3: we're going to do. And, uh, oh. oh, see, this is totally links back to our previous conversation. See, Renu's a jerk. I mean, in this case, <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> the crab guys, they're fine with it. They don't care. <laughs> right? So it just works out nicely. <clears throat>
0: Yes. Yes. Well, I think that was the, what he, he went through. What is now the official? I'm uh, I'm a uh, I'm uh, a BA uh, rite of passage. You mouthed off to an Atomo courtier, or well, I think yeah. they all have to yeah. do that now.
3: Tomos are kind of tools. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes.
4: Them. I, when it comes, I mean, when, we, when, like the when you're evaluating this, yeah. the uh, fictions in the colony, set in the colony, you have to realize that there's two kinds of people who are sent <laughs> to the colonies. There's the really ambitious smart ones who are going because it's, you know, a resource thing. And then it's the dumping ground for the unpromising ones. And the second category is a lot bigger than the first. So if you go there, you know that you probably can get away with mouthing off to an Otomo courtier because if that courtier was any good, he wouldn't be there
5: again. (laughs) The colonies are the new cutanita for purposes of courtiers. (laughs) Except... Some of them are that good.
2: Mm.
5: Most of them think they're that good. Mm. <laughs> so the new treasurer, she mouths off to a
3: sepoon. So I think you know.
2: Mm.
3: I can only think of like two people who've mailed off to until more recently. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, <it> was, <laughs> well, clearly we re- need to crank it up. up. Uh, uh, Canpeki. Uh, yeah, it was the only two I can think of. Also, it, I mean. yeah, yeah, it's just the sort of this.
0: We're, this is our signal that I'm the sort of person who doesn't care about social convention. Yes, okay. and,
5: and on my list of things to do will be someone who doesn't care about social convention and has their career terminated. <laughs> yes. it, it, I'm not kidding. It, it's, it's actually yeah. pretty high on my list of things yeah, to have well, Have a mouth off to one of the uh, governor's yeah. chief underlings and oh, then just be destroyed. Or, or even someone, someone yeah. mouths off gratuitously to a random yeah. schmuck. You think? And yeah. the random yeah. schmuck...
7: Has friends. Has friends. <laughs> Just, yeah, that would work too. Yeah, you know. Well, I, I mean, yeah, to, to
0: some extent. Once you get past the even your <laughs> the fancy three, the other six clans are to greater or lesser extents defined by the ways that
5: they Respond. go against the grain and and ignore social convention and and that's really tough because no clan, not even the ones that, that are more willing to go out of their way to gratuitously do it. That, that's just crazy. And no one... It's where, it's where you have characters who find social convention confining and as individual scenes to help reinforce that this clan is more willing to buck convention. But we have X number of fictions to represent a, a wide spectrum of characters and situations. So, crab, dragon, mantis, unicorn. They're more willing to just go, eh, I can't be bothered. But none of them, none of the characters that have any political savvy or have any desire to go above a certain level do it in a non calculating fashion. Because if you randomly go out of your way to make enemies, eventually your friends realize it's unhealthy to be your friend (laughs) because that's what gets you shipped to the colonies. And, you know, the promising Bushi gets shipped to do. Ashigaru training as their official assignment because they've ticked off the wrong person, wrong kind of person, too many times in a row. It's just that a players don't want to read about their favorite carded personality condemned to never again be have any chance of being experienced, which is you know the short the short form abbreviated you know description of it, and b the con that that kind of consequence. Can't be done regularly or lightly either. But as a character-defining thing, yes, you can. You can occasionally have someone just mouth off to a courtier. It's probably something we should put our take our foot off the pedal on that. Uh, well, you know,
0: Miramoto Motoshi was the the new Kensei in Shadows Embrace. That card is awful. You have my permission <laughs> to <laughs> condemn her to never being experienced. Uh,
5: <laughs> but then it doesn't hurt. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
7: character, Chris. Come on. Calvin's dad. <laughs>
4: <Absolutely>. <laughs> I want to say actually, when I choose uh, characters for my fiction, I never actually know or consider whether it's a good card or a bad card or if people like it or not. What I do is I go to the database and I think, okay, I'm writing a mana story and I need a magistrate, so mm-hmm. it's like. Give me the names of all Mantis magistrates. And then I go through their art and their flavor text to see, is this person going to work for the kind of role I have in mind? And when I find someone who fits my criteria, I go, Okay, got him. <laughs> so the uh, I guess on some of the Mantis comments, they are going to be like, Oh, man, they, they killed this one Mantis, and so this is a signal from design that we're not going to have any more commanders. And I'm going... You people are smoking the bad stuff. Because <laughs> Or the good stuff. Brian, Brian Reese doesn't has no idea what I'm doing and as far as I know doesn't read any of the fiction. So the idea that design is giving some subterranean signal on the future via who it is I'm killing off in the fiction is very peculiar and disturbing. <sighs>
5: I, I do keep tabs. Once in a while, I'll ask for a name swap because a certain character is more prominent or less prominent. Or well,
4: yeah, but you're the yeah. continuity editor. Exactly. That's your job. Yeah. <laughs>
5: so it's not that it doesn't... It, it comes in later at a later stage. And, and if something has to be poignant, I am aware generally of which cards are ones players really want to see an overlay for. And so so it is a relevant consideration, because players do respond more strongly when they're hit, both mechanically in terms of potential future outcomes, and currently, because players do gravitate, some do, they gravitate more strongly story-wise to powerful mechanical cards. They absolutely do. Because
4: they see them more often in their decks.
5: (laughs) Yeah, and, and the cards have more of an impact on the table. Right. So well,
4: it's absolutely. just hard to get attached to someone who you put into the binder the day after <laughs> yeah. you open the box and have never seen yeah. since.
1: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I would be interested to see a statistic on how often a character choice is made from a character in that person's deck. I would, I would be,
3: I'd be willing to bet that it's use more. But there was some than tournament not. where we stipulated it had be, It was not a primary tournament. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Maybe something going on here. I don't know where that had to be. Someone in their deck. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. I don't remember. But that's, before. Yeah. Yeah, that's rarely. In no, we practice. don't. Yeah.
3: I, I would well, just yeah. I think.
0: You do occasionally see reports, or more likely, if you were—I mean, you know better—if you were there and you know yeah. where the guy, where you see that somebody did pick a personality, either because they're in their deck or it was important in the course of the tournament or the game. I mean, statistical. Uh, that's never gonna. Yeah. Happen, uh, but uh, at least it. I mean, it seems it. It seems to sometimes happen, so it's not completely unrelated. Or or even categories. You know, if you're playing a Kitsuki deck, you're more likely to pick a Kitsuki character than if you were playing the Kensei deck. Yes.
5: So there's at least something there. <laughs> deck construction is still something I watch. There's been a thread of story doesn't watch our deck construction anymore. It doesn't matter how much taint I run, which is at some point, there will be consequences. I will not warn people in advance, because I've listed many warnings, you know, in an offhanded way on, on various fora. But I won't do it because someone is trying to make an extra point by saying, oh, I
0: want to corrupt this prize. Just, just as long as your your extra results don't involve zombie Hitaku coming back, because she could run all the
5: time. The poor girl, just she just oh. needed to wear proper armor, and she wouldn't survive <laughs> that encounter. <laughs> okay. Good samurai practice the fundamentals
0: (laughs) of armor wearing. Uh, Okay, I'm going to break again for compiling of audio file, and I think I'll make them come back, right? I think I'll make you guys come back. (laughs) Well, that's why we are here. (laughs) You can say weird things that no one else will ever hear. (laughs) No one. one. Uh, We're back for the third and I assure you final and even shorter segment of the story team interview. So is there, before I forget to ask, is is there any subject that has come up did you see any players' discussions or, or anywhere else that you guys want to address that you think it would be helpful to get some piece of information out there, tell someone that they're, you know, smoking something?
4: I think I've done that already.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> but
4: maybe, maybe maybe someone else has one of those.
0: <clears throat> you, there's another helmet you want to take away? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that, of course, had nothing to do with anything. I, 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 I'm sure it had nothing to do with that.
4: Spirit, and
2: magic helmet.
3: I, I think goddess is for which is fine.
2: <laughs>
5: Just throwing that out there. Um, no, I, 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 and this is not an encouragement to whine or complain. <laughs> um, I have... I have oh, please, seen a little play? bit less like just general commentary and feedback on the jerk various clan forms as of late. I hope that means people are just quietly satisfied and content with what they're getting because the fictions have been very, very good. But I do often lurk and read the various commenta- comments and story sections and general sections and so on. I-, I don't post as much as I used to, but you know, I... I'm generally pretty good about receiving feedback, so if people see me or want to talk or whatnot, they should feel welcome to. I can't always get back to them in a quick manner, but my ear is, up, is there.
0: Okay, well, let's go back to more specific things. How long until there is some dead lion in phoenix to go with the dead crane and mantis? I mean, right? we're going to have... There's going to be some, some serious inter, inter-clan bloodshed, this arc, right?
4: I don't have any line stories on my plate right now, so I can't predict. <laughs>
5: Um, soonish, soonish. soon-ish. <laughs> but the nature of each, of each of the conflicts changes the kind of competition that the clans are in. The lion are upset over a matter of honor. That's that's warrants you know a violent response, but it has to be appropriate and proportionate and able to persuade other clans that the lion are correct on this. Therefore, it's not necessarily going to be as much, you know, stab them in the chest as, as Magic's Crane will be, just because of the nature of the opposition and so forth, right? Um, and the nature of the kind of relationship between the two clans. Lion and Phoenix don't see eye to eye, but they don't have this active animosity between the two of them, whereas the Crane, deep in their heart of hearts, are always like, that uppity minor clan again? <laughs> <laughs> Even though they respect the mantis, there is a tiny, snarky part of the crane that's just like, these guys don't know their place. And the mantis are like, again with the old blood and the inherited wealth and the blah, 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 blah. Shoot them. There is a level... Because the lion and phoenix are much more traditional. They're much more honor. They're much more traditional notions of duty. This is a conflict over... The phoenix do have a point. The lion aren't disputing that. It's just that the phoenix way of bringing the point forwards is offensive to them. The governance didn't really
4: help. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That seems to be a common
7: theme in her appearances. It's
4: it's like she's bored. She's a jerk.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Read read the box set and this will become more clear. Whereas Crane Mantis, really? eh? The two clan bases have been kind of quietly pining for this for a long time. Quietly?
4: This is a new definition of quiet that I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. <not>
5: aware of. <laughs> and, uh, never mind player bases. I think it's fantastic yeah. that they're finally packing right? mm-hmm. each other up. And the two <laughs> clans in universe have never, like, the cranes see it as, you should be thankful that we gave you the seed capital to become mm-hmm. more than you are. Mm-hmm. And the match are like, are you implying that we didn't give you full payment, for, for full, full services for payment? Mm-hmm. Are you implying that you somehow did us a favor when mm-hmm. we bailed you out? It's on... Right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a fundamental disrespect or contempt or disconnect or between the two that is much more much more concrete and much more personal than a matter of the abstract. Ap- Don't get me wrong, abstract application of principle of honor with the lion is fully sufficient justification, but it's not the same genuine desire because your existence is offensive to my worldview. <laughs> And so you'll see you you'll there's less of a pressing need to show that bloodshed. And the bloodshed will probably be more limited. Which is not to say it won't involve bad things happening to characters you like.
3: <laughs>
5: well, it's just generally a safe assumption.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of an element of our principle, yeah.
0: <clears throat> bad things happening to the characters you like, bad things happening to the characters you don't like, bad things happening to people you didn't know existed. <laughs>
4: We try and cover all the
0: bases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since the rule sheet and all that is at least going to be coming out tomorrow, I think when it goes on sale, do you have anything exciting you want to say about what's going on with the story and Seeds of Decay?
3: We wrote that so long ago. I have absolutely no idea what it says. I well, like literally what was it that had to be eight or nine months ago, didn't it? I mean, that, yeah. was, nine, for, nine, yeah, that was before uh, the schedule got all barred. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I think. There's I a Ronin in it. <laughs> <laughs> what is the old guy in my I don't Roman
4: think I read name. it because you wrote it and sent it off and, yeah, and
3: the rest a, of the team never saw it. Did you even send it to me? I, I think so. I usually send it to I
5: don't know. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, particularly for release things, they, yeah, they go through right away
3: with it. Like, like, oh my God, John, we forgot, we need a rulebook book picture right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and then. Like, yeah. <laughs> then I read it and I'm like, Sean, what did
0: you do? What did you do? Um, that's, that's, you your now, th- that answer is funny because that's basically the exact same answer that
5: Brian gave.
0: he was <laughs> <funny.
5: laughs> like, I worked on that set so long ago. Huh? Okay. <laughs> what's it, uh, and and by day one of Gen Con, we're already, most of us, four to eight hours short of the amount of sleep you're supposed to get. <laughs> yeah.
0: Were you at the exciting Analyzing Our Mistakes meeting this morning at seven? What? I just him? Mm-hmm. Okay. I walked by it.
4: <laughs> at seven in the morning I was sleeping the sleep of the just. Which is unusual for me because usually I'm up and at atom at seven.
5: We were I'm just being a lame interviewer. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: You've had a long day.
5: Mm. Yeah. yeah. You, you've gone through many of us.
4: <laughs> All these people in red shirts, I can't keep them straight.
6: <laughs> that's that's, well, how that's we prevent... because
5: we're meant to die. We prevent that's the targeting from singling each of us out.
6: Yeah. <laughs> we're zebras.
5: <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know. Wasn't there some sort of show where bad things happen to people who wore red shirts? No.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some science fiction Star thing. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's on now. <laughs> That's what you're thinking
0: of. <laughs> Put that in your podcast. Uh, yeah, have you ever tried to go back and watch the old uh, Star Trek? It's not, uh, yeah. it's not hold up so well. Yeah, uh, and, and it's aged. <laughs> See, well, and, and the original Star Trek, is, Star Trek is at least old enough and just obviously old enough, and you kind of know what it is, but I tried to watch tried to watch Next Generation again. Yes. Uh,
7: oh, my God! It's, it's, no it's weird how badly that has aged.
3: Oh.
1: It's, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I prefer I Next to Generation.
3: Show. Yeah. And it definitely... Yeah. I like to go back and watch Kolchak the Night Stalker, and that is... <laughs> wow! That is, that is rough. I love it, though.
4: I have a list of favorite TV shows from my youth, which I have vowed to never go back and rewatch.
7: Because never, I never don't ruin wa- your memories. I
4: don't want to lose those <laughs> memories. Oh,
0: oh, yeah! Almost any cartoon thing.
6: Shiva and Korean dub. <laughs> 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 we weren't sure what happened, but there were lots of rainbows and exploding things. <laughs> that was
5: the '80s cartoon phenomenon. Summers. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
6: the
0: almost any '80s cartoon. It's like I remember thinking Transformers were awesome. I'm fairly certain that if I went back and watched the original Transformers. That would, it would be awful, yeah. isn't nope.
5: it? Uh,
6: the BattleTech cartoon. Oh my god, it's so bad.
3: Yeah,
5: yeah. But amazingly good. enough, the Mister Tee cartoon show perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. I Absolutely perfect, just as it was <laughs> when they. And they keep bringing back stuff from the '80s in modern relaunches and remixes and made for Hollywood movies and so on that are hit or miss.
1: That's why I'm looking good. forward to the new like iteration of the MC Hammer cartoon. That's going
0: uh, so, to be great. So, so <laughs> after you guys launch the uh, L5R MMO, are you going to start working on the L5R Saturday morning cartoon? <laughs> oh, if only.
1: But
5: in order well, to make it uh, to yeah, American syndications, the katanas wrong. would shoot lasers. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that Which it stunned people. <laughs>
1: it's mo- it's mostly screen caps of Samurai Jack.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I tried to, uh, in college, I tried to code a uh, an L5R MUD. No, I, I, I was completely incapable of that level of uh <laughs> I was just going in and renaming everything.
2: And
5: it lasted about a week. <laughs> On the other hand, if it was a roguelike, it would resp- it would reflect the average samurai's life expectancy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. You forgot for the Saturday morning cartoon that there would be robot
5: samurai who could be cut up. Yes, by the uh, mm-hmm. by the katana. Yeah, yes. oh, yes. uh-huh. you, know, you, you bring right. the seven thunders together to form the giant mecha.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
5: and in my less sane moments, which are really, which is a very very frightening thought to consider. <laughs> i I've, I've done plots for stuff like that. <laughs> You need, to put, you need to put that in there. Define done. truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, done. Imp- Don't think about it.
0: Imperial
4: <laughs> Histories 3. Okay. Just wait for it. it,
5: it uh, Fred's rejected slush pile. That's not, slush not a good my edition. One. Uh, <laughs> L5RZ. There you go. Wow. The fictions would be even slower paced than our <laughs> <cautious> critics.
0: Oh. <laughs> And then, they stared at each other for five minutes. <laughs> no. But see, and I don't... This people... fiction's entitled Chigatai Punches.
2: It's no. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Except now... So it's so blocks. You know? If you announced L5RZ, people wouldn't even know that that's what it was a reference to. They'd think it was going to be a zombie. Uh, like, oh. Wait, you just did that,
5: actually. Mm-hmm. What are we saying? <laughs> <laughs> or we could have an anime Zomneki.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I guess there's yeah. yeah. We're gonna uh, what? What has he been doing for the last?
5: Eating things, decaying, He's still around. Yes. The difficulty with tracking him is every time someone finds him, you need to find a new scape. <laughs> for the most part, there have been a handful of people who have. Believed to have seen him and survived. Oh, there, that reminds me of something I have to tell you about tomorrow. Are
3: <laughs> well, you going to tell me Made of people? <laughs>
2: oh, <yeah.
3: laughs>
5: no. yeah. That's a terrible teaser to leave. With. <laughs> 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 to end
2: that. So bad.
5: Then a tiger jumped out <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: Okay. I think we can officially call okay. the, uh, uh, the yeah. services complete there. So, thanks to all of you for showing up and uh, suffering through another one of our annual sessions, or semi annual in Fred's case. So- uh,
4: mm-hmm. Fred knows no fear. Surgically removed.
0: Yes, so in the future, when we're asking is Fred brave or stupid, we know what the, the uh, answer is. Uh, yes. the answer is. <laughs> 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 Okay. You've been listening to Strange Assembly. You can download more episodes of Strange Assembly on iTunes or from our website at www.strangeassembly.com. While you're at our website, you can check out the frequently updated main page or talk with us on the forums. You can also email me directly at chris at strangeassembly.com, or you can follow Strange Assembly on Facebook or Twitter, Strange Assembly, either place. Thanks for listening.